everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. of Amanda Jean Dulles, an African-American woman who went missing from Fairfield, Alabama on August 1st, 1980 at the age of 32. Amanda is a mother, she's a daughter, she is someone's sister. She was a well-liked employee for the Alabama Power, where she worked as a secretary around the time of her disappearance. Now, on the day of Amanda's disappearance, she had plans to meet with her estranged husband. Um, It's reported so they could go shoe shopping for their daughter. Her husband states that they did go out, they bought shoes, they grabbed a hamburger, and they went back to Amanda's apartment, and she was alive and well the last time he saw her. Now, articles mentioned that she had plans to meet and have dinner with her ex-husband, her first husband, but she never showed up for that dinner. From what I can find, it appears that her sister went to her home the following day, and she noted that Amanda's car was in her driveway, and when she got into her place, her daughter was on the ground, she was naked, she was crying and alone, there was an empty bottle and a dirty diaper nearby. It should be noted that Amanda's keys and her bedspread were missing from her home. Her sister has reported that there was some type of chemical odor when she walked through the home that smelled strong of a possible cleaning solution. The carpet had fresh stains, but it appears the police stated that those stains weren't blood, but her house was locked. And the type of door that she had, you had to either lock it from the inside or you needed a key to lock it from the outside. Now, when questioned about Amanda's disappearance, her strange husband, Leroy, said that he had picked Amanda up around 6.30, her and the baby. He had taken them to Roebuck's shopping center. They then went to Brookwood Village. They bought some shoes. They had a hamburger on Green Springs Highway, and then they headed back to her place. He states that when he returned to her place, he stayed for about 20, 30 minutes, and then he left. He said that he and Amanda didn't have any type of arguments, that she had told him she was going to have dinner with her ex-husband, and that was that. Now, her ex-husband's name is Warren King. Police 
he's talked to King and he said that, yeah, him and Ameta did have dinner plans, but she never showed up. He says that he kept calling her throughout the night and he was just never able to reach her. It stated that around 6.30 a.m. the next day, he kind of just gave up. Now, something that I think it's important to mention is that Warren, the ex-husband, the first husband, he's no longer living. He was actually shot to death in 1994. Suspiciously, at the time of his death, he was under indictment in a trial-rigging conspiracy. Now, from articles I found, police have pretty much stated they do not believe he was a suspect in her case. Now, when you look in articles and you try to Google this case, that's pretty much all the information you're going to find on official sources and news articles and things such as that. But you guys know I'm big on looking into social media, looking into different uh, true crime forums, missing people's forums, um, web sleuths type forums. And I actually did come across a Reddit thread where a family member actually started this thread to open up the discussion on Ameta's disappearance. Now, I do want to state I cannot verify the authenticity of this user, but I will say the particular area of Reddit where they posted, um, a moderator came in the thread and said that the user provided some type of verification that they are related to a meta and so I'm gonna go with the idea that this is a family member but I do want to say I could not firsthand um, tell you and guarantee that this was a family member but again the moderators were able to post in the thread that it was verified and I, I think that's good enough for us to go on right now Now, in this thread, the user states that she's actually related to the sister that went to meet with Ameta the next day, that went to her house to check on her uh, and noticed that she wasn't there and was the first person to be like, no, something's wrong, she's not here, she is missing. In this post, we hear a lot of details from the family member that you don't find in the articles. One thing we find out is that according to this user, the sister that went to check on her says that Ameta was afraid of her estranged husband and that they kind of believe that the estranged husband was involved in her disappearance. And there's a possibility that this was because he found out that she was indeed going to go meet with her ex-husband for dinner. This does not sound far-fetched at all. Actually, the first thing that came to mind when I was reading articles and posts about this particular case, whenever I read over ex-husband stated she was going to be going out to dinner with her ex um, strange husband I'm sorry mentioning she was gonna be going out to dinner with her ex-husband the first husband immediately my you know my senses went mm, hmm a strange husband you're gonna go meet with the first husband how does a strange husband feel about that 
Um, and it seems to be that that was exactly what family immunity thought as well. It's also alleged in this post that at some point in time, the sheriff seemed to have suggested to her sister that since the estranged husband um, worked in construction, there was a possibility that if he was involved and he hid her body, that her body is maybe somewhere a building is standing. And there's a chance that, you know, no one will be able to find her body unless some type of building is torn down. Now, this is something that I'm just, I'm one surprised at, but also not surprised that, um, I don't know why you would say that to someone who has a family member missing um, and the case is not treated, it does not seem the case was treated with importance, was not treated with care, and was not treated as if it was a possible murder or homicide. So to say that when the case is treated as a missing person's case when the case is not treated with priority but to have a statement like that and say that and then to literally just not really handle the case with care is extremely extremely um harmful and i, I it just blows my mind um but we know we see that time and time again we see professionals in general just say things that you're like why would you say that to another human being um but in this case particularly it's like why would you say that and then know that you guys aren't treating the case as if that is a thing as if you guys believe hey there's a case that some major harm was done to her and we may never find her body if that is the belief why wasn't this case treated as if it was possibly a murder or possibly a homicide was it why wasn't evidence preserved why wasn't things treated um in a protective manner because it wasn't you'll find that there's not a lot of information on this case pretty much the first five minutes of this episode that's what you'll find officially and that's pretty much all you'll find officially um and while i do know there are some cases where you don't find a lot of stuff in the media but police are actively working on it it's a thing they're they're keeping things kind of close to their chest as a as a game plan strategy that does not seem to be the case um in this particular disappearance it really just feels like things were dropped things were handled recklessly and clearly and um you kind of wonder why um we know there's several things at play we know race is a thing that's at play we know that um the, the area is possibly a thing at play but also we'll find out some other things that kind of make you go is that the only thing at play for example her first husband he died he was murdered he was in the middle of a conspiracy trial trial for trial rigging and that's one of those things that when we're talking about conspiracy charges when we're talking about trial rigging you're talking about usually people higher up are involved okay this is not something that you know Dan down the street just does um and it's just him involved and that's it no you're usually tra- you're usually talking about a, a network of people that are involved you're usually talking about how people with money are being involved people who don't 
you know, who who are really trying to cover up some big things being involved. And it, he, he was murdered in the midst of facing these charges. And it, it, it kind of makes you wonder, you know, well, here's some things in this Reddit thread that will make you wonder even further. Huh. Was that connected to her disappearance? Now, another thing we find out is that Ameta's sister maintains that, no, there, there, there was definitely blood on the carpet. Now, we find out that the sheriff told her, nah, it looks like juice, but it is believed that they never tested that stain. And honestly, I also have questions just because this whole case seems to be treated very kind of recklessly, kind of just kind of like, oh, okay, a person went missing. I guess we'll file this report. And that's almost feels like the extent of it. We know the police did question both the first husband and the exchange husband. So I, I'm not saying they didn't do any work, but almost feels like yeah and that was all <laughs> it almost felt like after a couple months no one really tried to solve this case no one really tried to figure out where she is um and you kind of don't know what to make of that you don't know if that is just laziness on the part of the department if it's just no there's really not enough evidence to go on but also it just doesn't seem like anyone tried to preserve the crime scene no one tried to preserve the the scene that the that she was last missing at and the reason I say crime scene is because we have that tad bit where uh, her sister stated to this family member that a, a police personnel stated that you know hey you know there's a chance that hey if you know this guy was involved we may never find the body blah 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 if you are having thoughts like that why wouldn't you treat this as a possible crime scene and collect evidence and take pictures and try to preserve something why was the carpet not preserved now we don't know for sure if it wasn't but it does not seem like it was it it does not seem like it was much follow-up or follow-through um and again you on one side, you want to say, you know, maybe they didn't have the resources. That is the thing. Police departments don't have resources. Also, I want to mention, yes, this happened in 1980. Um, in this thread, you there is actually a comment where one of the users talks about how um, DNA really wasn't used into court until mid to late 1980s. This happened in 1980, exactly. Um, and even when we look at cases in the early 90s, you'll find that a lot of things, a lot of possible DNA um, evidence that could have been collected, that could have helped save the case, that could have, you know, brought some justice to the case, was really dropped in a lot of cases around the country. Um, and it's just, I, I don't believe we knew how far DNA evidence was going to go we did not know this was going to be a regular thing even now you know we still have cases that happen in like 1996 that we are just solving today in 2021 because the police departments are so backed up with evidence that needs to be ran through the system and so forth um that is very much a thing and again this was 1980 they 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 had no idea how far technology would have came but it was still a part of police work to just collect evidence 
to just secure, you know, the lasting place. So if you're going to investigate, hey, does this person walk away on their own? Um, and it just, it doesn't feel like they did. I don't know for sure. Police may have a whole storage unit full of information on this case and we just don't know but it I highly doubt it and it, that's not the feel I'm getting that's not how the information is being presented at least online now we're going to explore a couple things that uh, this family member talked about that really kind of hurt them and really kind of made them you know scratch their head um one thing that um i found that they said is that they found themselves saying over and over again when talking about this case with family is why didn't you guys tell the police um and what we find out is essentially that it, there was kind of a feel of you know somebody you know dad's going to handle this a medicine father was going to handle it and they, 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 they trusted that somebody was on the case and doing more and, and, and trying to make sure justice was being done for their sister, their loved one. But um, it seems like, you know, now, later, they realize, no, things really weren't being handled. There seems to be some regret. And um, I hope none of the family members, um, the sister especially, is not beating themselves up about that. Because one, Amanda was only 32 years old when she disappeared. That is still very young. And I don't know if the sister was older. I don't know if the sister was younger. But, you know, when you're still kind of young like that and you have... Um, gatekeepers in the family, older people in the family who you trust and you you think, you know, okay, they said they're going to handle it, they're going to take care of it. You kind of trust that. Um, and it's, you know, sometimes not into hindsight that we realize, you know, maybe I should have asked more, maybe I shouldn't question more, you know, but a lot of times when you're younger, uh, I think especially in the 80s and stuff, you kind of, there was kind of a feel of, you know, big daddy is going to take care of that and I'm going to stay in my place because I trust him. Um, and it's not to say that he did it. We don't know what information he got. We don't know what information he found out that he did not reveal to other people, maybe as a way to protect the family or how much legwork and stuff he did and just could not get answers. We don't know. There's a lot of unknowns in this case. Um, but um, I did find it interesting that the user was saying, yeah, no, there was a lot of things that now when they're discussed, they're just kind of like, okay, you guys didn't tell this to police. Why not? Okay, no one brought this up. How come? Why are we talking about this now? But it was talked about then. So we're going to get into some of the rumors that uh, are floating around um, that was talked about in this thread. One of them being that Warren, who is the first husband uh, who was murdered in 1994, uh, he stated to her sister, apparently, um, one point in time I hope no one hides her body under my house to make it look like I did it now this is an extremely strange comment to make um and again this goes back to what I was saying earlier when I said you know he he died very suspiciously not suspiciously he was murdered but he was involved in and he was indicted for you know trial rigging conspiracies and so when you, you take that in consideration with the fact that he's making statements like, oh, I hope nobody tries to purposely plant this on me, um, you kind of wonder, okay, what were you involved with? Is there something that you were involved in that 
would have made people target people that you might love or care about as a way to keep you kind of under thumb as a way to keep you in place um or it's a matter of you trying to cover up just in case something is found and leads back to you you know it, it can go either way or it could just be an innocent statement i think that he thought out loud that he probably shouldn't have said out loud as he realized oh gosh i was the last person she was supposed to see i really hope i'm not being you know this is not me um being set up um that is also a possibility so it, it kind of leaves you with a lot of questions of mm, okay what was this really about now the estranged husband Leroy one of the rumors and I want to make very clear that these are just rumors these are not facts this is information that I've got from a thread on reddit on the internet I want to put that out there Leroy at least as of two years ago was still alive and none of these are claims that I'm saying that are true but he apparently after she went missing he did not talk to her family he was not involved in the raising of the daughter um allegedly and this is also one of those things that you're like okay so you're not obligated to talk to your ex-wife's family they were still married at the time um so your wife i guess you are not a you're not obligated to have to talk to them but you guys had a child together um her medicine parents ended up raising their daughter that was his daughter as well and they allegedly ended up raising her I just think it's kind of odd that you know your strange wife disappeared and you just cut off contact with everyone kind of related to her allegedly that is that's suspect to me that that if that's true that is weird that's something that you kind of want to keep in mind why are you distancing yourself Another thing that was alleged around this time was that this strange husband, he still had a key to her house at the time that she disappeared. Um, And it's also alleged that she was afraid of him, that actually that's why they were estranged, that he had did some things that may have been creepy that may have been a bit weird we don't know exactly what those things are but it's alleged that that's actually why they weren't living together that they were you know estranged at the time of her disappearance and so it kind of makes you wonder okay so what exactly were these things because one of the other things that uh was rumored at the time is that Ameta had made it clear that if anything had happened to her she did not want her daughter around either one her first husband or her strange husband and for me that brings to mind what was going on that that statement needed to be made at all that if anything happens to me i don't want why why are we thinking about if anything happens also what is going on that allegedly she didn't want her daughter around her father or her first husband now the first husband that makes more sense to me it's it, he was not the child's father uh they were no longer married that makes sense to me but it's strange to me that he's even brought up in this conversation that you know if anything happens to me i don't want my child around him because it's like why would the child be around him at all in the first place uh if anything happens 
happen to you but also oh why wouldn't we want the child around the child's father what was going on what was he doing why 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 was this allegedly a conversation that needed to be had and what was allegedly going through your mind at the time that you needed to to be stated Now, allegedly, the sister also received a call at some point in time where the person said to her, if you hadn't filed a missing persons report, then she would have been back. Now, according to this Reddit user, this prompted her sister to then start looking into psychiatric facilities to see if her sister had been committed by the husband. There seems like there was no evidence of that. She couldn't find anything. Um... Allegedly, the family had thought that this call was made possibly from a family member of the estranged husband. Um, I'm very curious why the psychiatric facility particularly was brought up. Um, because if a call like that was made, um, well, yeah, I, it would cause lots of suspicions. But if I had to immediately look to one place based on the alleged rumors of the time, I think I probably would have looked at battered women shelters or things like that um i am of the belief that from what the family member has said on reddit and what i've been able to read in articles i do not believe she would have left her daughter naked on the floor um and walked away by choice that is just my personal belief i do not believe she walked away on her own um and left her child in that state but if for some reason I'm like no there, there's a small chance um I may have started looking to better women's home especially since there is a you know rumors that there's a chance that she did not feel safe with this strange husband and also you know there's some comments with the first husband that kind of gives off the energy of like mm, you're not exactly a safe person either Now, the family member did let uh, Reddit know that the daughter was raised by the grandparents and the daughter is a great person um, and um, it seemed that she's, you know, a happy, healthy person. But she did state that or the user did state that they have not really talked to them about their mother's case Um, and that, uh, you know, her child was so young when she disappeared, the child wouldn't really have any details to add so it would really just be more of an emotional conversation I believe or one of okay this is what I've heard over the years um and I guess unless someone really has shown that that's something they want to talk about or interested in um that's not something I think I would really push on talking to a person about so you know that makes total sense to me now in the thread users had some really good amazing questions and amazing um statements that I didn't even think of one particular Reddit user brought up the fact that the sequence of events that her strange husband laid out of their last day really didn't make a lot of sense. So he stated that they went from Fairfield to Roebuck Shopping Center to Brookwood to Green Springs back to Fairfield. And this user states that this would have taken hours to drive and would have been pointless if all you guys were doing was going to get some shoes. You would have passed multiple stores and you would have passed actually multiple malls before you got to the one they finally bought the shoes at. Now, 
I googled the areas and I only came up with 43 miles worth of driving but also I want to be very clear that when you look up articles it just says Fairfield it doesn't tell me where in Fairfield um so I had to just google Fairfield Alabama so I don't know exactly where in Fairfield she was so that's not exactly accurate the same thing with green speed springs highway i don't exactly know where they were on there so my calculation can be way off but when i looked it up i could only find 43 miles worth of driving um which is an hour which is an hour's worth you know that's usually about an hour maybe 45 minutes um if you're going in a um from one place directly to another to another to another um but i will say from what i googled on and was able to find on the map it did make an interesting picture on the map it was kind of like starting from the west side um going up making a loop like a cursive um circle um oh (laughs) oh is the letter i'm thinking of and then going all the way to the east and then circling back um and that's kind of the visual that i was able to pick up on when i googled um the general areas and i i I agree it's very odd it's weird if all you were getting was shoes and you guys were getting a burger um it just seems extra um and this is something the family member also stated that yeah no this is something that has been discussed and this is something that did not make sense to them either but i do want to keep in mind what we discover is that they left it was a friday evening um it was like 6 30 on a friday um we don't know what traffic it was like um but it seems like a friday 80s the mall it, it seems like yeah this would have been extra and out of the way for no reason for you know shoes um also another thing is that this family member stated that the supposed shoes that were new um appeared worn these did not appear to be new shoes these did not seem like this was something that was just bought within the last 48 hours um and again if the rumors are true and she was allegedly scared of the estranged husband i don't understand why she would go with him to go shoe shopping shoe shopping is not a milestone event it is not something that requires you to kind of put away your differences and you know stick it up for the child just so you know you guys can have this moment it's not one of those type of events it's one of those things like you can put the money in the envelope in the mailbox it's one of those things of you can just go buy the shoes and drop them off you can pick up the child and go with her to go buy shoes and then bring her back it's not one of the things that we need to do together if i am allegedly scared of you if i uh if there's allegedly any weirdness going on um and this is something again that the family member brings up that never has set right with the family at all now another thing that is mentioned is that the first husband is actually the one who called the sister and asked her to check on Amanda. he was the one that was like hey i haven't heard from her can you please go to her house and check on her um this again is one of those things that it can go either way is this a matter of no i really have been calling her all night i have not been able to get her i am concerned um i don't want to i don't know if it's disrespectful for me to go over there can you go because i am concerned this is unlike her or on the flip side is that one of those things of i 
was involved in some stuff. I did not harm the child, but I need to make sure someone goes to the house and gets the child before anything happens. You know, it, it can go either way. And it brings up those questions where you're just like, that is interesting that you are the one who kind of raised the flag of, hey, someone should go to the house. Um, and is that real concern or is that guilt? Unfortunately, those are all the rumors that I could find. Those are all the facts I could find. And those are all of the things I could find on the internet in regards to this case. Ameta still considered missing. I cannot say for a fact that her case has not been closed. Because when I look at the case, it just reports it as missing. Um, a lot of pages usually say it's an active case. Um... But the wording on a lot of the articles I read are weird. Um, they don't act, it, it, it never specifically says this is an active case, especially um, one of the pages I like to start at is charliesproject.org. Um, usually they give a lot of the demographic information, the this is when they went missing, this is where they were missing from, this is the classification, and she is classified as endangered missing. Um, you know, they give distinguishing characteristics, things like that, and they give the investigating agency. But usually under the investigating agency, you get a number, you get a, this is the department to talk to. Um, you sometimes get the investigator. Um, you don't get that. You just get Fairfield Police Department. You don't even get the number. Um, and of course, we can always Google it. But uh, I find that really odd because it's one of the things I noticed that none of the articles are like, this case is actively open. Please call blank, 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 blank. Um, and that's what you usually find on a lot of these cases. So I, I, I just, I thought that was a bit odd. Um, and particularly since there's so much weirdness going on in regards to how the police even handled this case when she first went as I said, at the Fairfield Police Department is where this case was opened. They are the agency that should be handling this case. Um, their number is 205-786-5217. That's 205-786-5217. I ask that if you have any information, I'm, of course, going to post your pictures. I'm going to post uh, details that I can find on Instagram. If you look at her picture, she looks familiar. Um, if I've said any names that ring a bell to you and you're like, mm, I know him. Maybe you don't have exact details on the case, but you're like, mm, this person used to do some weird things. Call it in, okay? You don't know how those details can, can jog the brain of someone investigating this case. Hopefully there's someone still investigating this case. I cannot find active information on that. But hopefully there's someone still investigating this case. You don't know that detail of, huh? This is the third person to say that this person was involved in this stuff. And this is some shifty stuff. And I think this shifty stuff could have been involved in her disappearance. You don't know what little small details. So I ask if you do have information that you're like, mm, this always didn't sit right with me and it involves one of the characters that play here or 
maybe you see her picture and you're like, no, I definitely remember seeing her. Um, maybe you saw her in 19, you know, 86, six years after she last went missing. And you're like, no, I know for a fact I've seen her. Call it in. As I always say, it is not your job to be 100% sure. Just send the information you have. It's the police job. It's what they get paid to do is to investigate. Well, the investigators, um, the people that work on cold cases, that is their job to check out to see if these are facts that they can support those details. All we ask is whatever information you believe you have, call it in and let them do their jobs. And um, yes, I know in many cases I talk, I'm like, yeah, you know, are they doing their job? Um, in some cases, I'm like, no, they did an amazing job. Um, but still, even if we're like, ah, it really seems like they dropped the ball, call it in. You don't know. There's new investigators being hired every day. You know, we might have someone who is like, no, I really want to solve this. And they're just looking for more details. There might be someone actively working on it. They just don't have the right information. They just don't have the one missing link. So I ask that you do call again. Again, Fairfield Police Department, 205-786-5217. As always, I do ask that you guys have a great week, that you guys stay safe, that you guys stay vigilant. I am still working on putting up YouTube videos. I know that's something that you guys strongly ask for. I'm going to do it. Um, YouTube videos take a bit more time. It is not something I, it's something I'm learning along the way. (laughs) So let me be very clear with that. Um, I'm working on it, um, but I just, they won't be delivered the same day as the podcast. The podcast will be delivered every Sunday, but YouTube videos, that is going to vary, but I will get them up. I will be working on them and editing them. I do ask that you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you are listening. I ask that you leave reviews wherever you're listening has reviews, uh, Apple Podcasts in particular. Uh, if you're not already following Instagram, you have Instagram. I ask that you do follow. It's where I post pictures. I post updates. And throughout the week, as uh, new cases are being brought to my awareness, I am posting missing persons flyers. I'm posting when these people are found. I'm posting um, things such as that. I've even had people personally write to me about their family members and say, hey, can you spread the word? This is my cousin. This is my aunt. This is my sister. And I will post that as well. Uh, again, like, share. I ask that you do share if you enjoy the podcast. I ask that you do review. Uh, that helps, um, especially places like Apple Podcasts and Instagram. You know, when people are liking, comment, reviewing, that gives them the green light to then share my podcast with others who may not be aware of it um, when their taste of what they already listen to kind of matches close to what we talk about. Again, guys, have a great week. Please stay safe, and I will be back with another episode next Sunday. You guys have a good one. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.